This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everybody. Well, the aftermath, I guess it's not the complete aftermath. We've got a lot of, a lot of things uh, to talk about tonight. But, uh, um, uh, Brandon, are you there? Did you make it through the uh, the night? I did, Ro- I did, Roger. <laughs> I did, Mike. <laughs> oh, you've been with Roger Stone too long, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's sitting, he's sitting right next to me right, right hey, now. Hey, Roger, how you doing? Well, I'm a lot better now, Mike, about car accident. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, uh, if it, had, it hit the left axle front axle on the driver's on the passenger side if uh if it had been on his door side we wouldn't be having roger sit next wow. to us right now tonight wow. so, i have one thing to say thank you jesus exactly uh, yeah, I, I have the protection of the lord because of yeah. this mission that we're involved in mike yeah, i mean we have the pictures of the car to prove it. it and it was like i said if it had hit him head directly on that uh, he wouldn't be sitting here with us tonight well like you said praise the lord where you're okay roger um yeah, it's been, uh, uh, we're, we're in a spiritual battle warfare um, at this epic proportion, biblical proportion. Um, I want to go, I'm going to be going on uh, Flashpoint, everybody, in uh, about 20, 25 minutes. So I wanted to give everybody an update of hope. Um, uh, Roger, um, uh, a lot changed from when you and I, <laughs> from when last night when we shut down the show. I don't think I felt more down. I'm always up. I'm always optimistic. And I'll tell you, I, I got, I got to bed after watching the Michigan dump on Matt DiPerno. I think that was it. I'm just going, okay, I'm going to go to bed and hope that you know, hope some miracle happens. And, and uh, in a way, a, a couple of many miracles have happened, haven't they? I mean, does it turn out now? I don't even know myself. I've been since I got here. I, um, I haven't watched the news. Uh, are we going to take the House? And is there still a chance to take the Senate? Uh, it appears that we will definitely take the House. <clears throat> it appears that the margin will be smaller, uh, which yep. I actually believe to be beneficial because I believe I, that now there is the potential uh, that a small group of America first Republicans, those right. who put their their country ahead of their party, uh, can have a much greater leverage on the Republican leadership uh, in terms of the agenda and the way forward. Uh, right. I still hold out some glimmer of hope uh, for uh, Adam Laxall in Nevada. Uh, however, the outstanding votes are in Clark County, a notorious machine county. Uh, right. But in Nevada, uh, unlike I think the rest of the country, the mail-in ballots are the greater problem because they mail a ballot to every single voter, whether they've asked for a ballot or not, uh, which is a wide-open invitation for fraud. So I said on last night's show, I met a guy who had five ballots sent to his apartment uh, under five different names, only one of them his. And when I said to him, who are these other four people? They said, oh, those are the guys who rented my apartment years before I did. Uh, And uh, he asked that they be removed from the voting rolls. uh, And guess what? This year he got five ballots again. Right, right. Well, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about what Florida did with that. I just got off the uh, call to the country uh, we do it once a week, and I've got there's uh, thousands and thousands of people on there. And we and we, uh, I told them what we've come up with a a plan. I want to I want to go through. 
I want to show everybody what happened in the races we know were stalled. And let's start with, uh, Logan, why don't you put a couple charts up there, and then I'm going to tell you what we're doing in Pennsylvania, because Doug Mastriano actually won, and so did um, uh, Dr. Oz. We know those two won now, but we uh, and we've got a plan for both of them. But Dr. Oz conceded, so I don't know what to t- tell you on that one. Okay, right here, you guys, this is... If everybody looks, this is actually the Herschel Walker. Uh, when this comes right out of the Edison report, and by the way, if you're the horrible media that's out there watching, uh, you can go to um, uh, megaraccoon.com backslash midterm, midterm, um, I believe it's midterms. But uh, anyway, go or just go to the megaraccoon.com and you can get to this. Uh, these things are, are, are records that come right out of the Edison report in New Jersey. Every, everything the machine says that voted go through this. So it's like a timeline of every vote that comes out. This isn't something I made up or somebody just threw out there. This was real-time crime last night. If you go over to the right there, now you see Herschel Walker's on the bottom. The blue line is whoever uh, the other guy. So um, if you see where that upticks there, I don't have a pointer, but you see where the blue, the blue goes straight up. That was a a dump of a little over, I believe it was 100,000 votes and uh, because Herschel was taking the lead. And now if you follow it to the end, it ends up where they're sitting right now, 49-49. Quick throw up another one, Logan. I want to show people what we looked at that come. These are, by the way, everybody, these charts are can be very similar to cast vote records too. Uh, they're a little different, but uh, now here's another one. This one was really interesting. Um, we um, This one here, um, you see where the vote, the blue went down, okay? They they up they uploaded so much for this person, uh, they call it front loading that they actually took some away because they didn't want to win. I don't know whose race this is, but you guys you can't go in reverse in your voting. It, this is an order taken. One, two, three. You don't go negative forty, negative ten. Um, this is a thirty thousand drop. Okay. Um, anyway, let's go to another one here. Okay, now here's a, I don't know which, I don't know how to even explain this one. I didn't see this one yesterday. Uh, so let's go to another one. But the, uh, there it is. I wanted to show everybody this one. If you look up to the right there and you see that uptick, they had never seen anything like it. This is almost 1 million votes that were, that came out of the Edison report and said it went straight up. Now, obviously, everybody, what do we call that? A computer error, right? It has to be. I mean, how else do you explain that? One million people didn't vote in one little group there. Uh, It's impossible. You couldn't run that many ballots through. Now, the interesting thing is, is they still, uh, the person that did this, when they type, put it in or whatever, um, there's a million votes. Obviously, it was a mistake, a programming error there. And they were still watching this. And look at the difference in votes, and they, and they were still taking votes, and, and it was on the increase. And then they went, uh-oh, uh-oh, we, we might have put an extra zero on there, and they took off a million votes to get it back to something where we would not be able to say, you know, hey, there's something wrong here, okay? Um, so those are um, what these charts show is are the deviations, but they show actual votes in real time, everybody. So we can see the front-loaded, and what we're going to have— um, um, actually, um, 
Jeff O'Donnell right now is working on putting these all, they're all in files where you can see what happened in your to your candidate, whether he won or lost, whether he won or lost, and to see what every single candidate in every single state, uh, you can that these come out of the Edison report. Um, so thanks, Logan. We're, and we'll have a real, um, I'll probably have him on tomorrow night to really be descriptive and show you, <clears throat> show, and show you that. We were also watching from another angle and we had cyber guys check it out in Michigan and Pennsylvania, the same IP address, and we're still checking into this, uh, was also that that one of them anyway, of the IP address was the exact same one used in the presidential election of 2020 that did the same things to uh, Georgia and Pennsylvania. If we all remember in the middle of the night in, um, um, you know, shut her down and all these things and, and what happened there. Um, for the sake of time, I'm going to quick go through. Um, what we're going to do is treat every state like it's our only state. And uh, and we have a plan for each state, depending what their footprint is. We've been going over it all day on the planning of this. Uh, one, I'm going to give you one example. In Pennsylvania, with Doug Mastriano, um, his, in his, remember, he's running, he ran for governor of Pennsylvania. He, they, if, you, uh, if you check it out, Brandon, maybe you can look it up. I think they say he lost by 10 or 12 points or 20 or 12 points. Well, in reality, he won by six. Okay. We know this from two, uh, a lot of, a lot of things from the cyber, from the Edison, taking off the dumps and, um, but one of the things that's interesting, everybody, which uh, in, and I've said it before, Pennsylvania has a law, you can't have more votes than voters. Now, Roger, have you ever heard of such a thing? Is that, I mean, all your years in politics, Roger, um, more votes than voters, it's a law. You know, what a concept, right? Yeah, the last <laughs> time we saw that was in 1960 in the city of Chicago uh, <laughs> and in some precincts so, in Dallas. Well, no, right, Mike, it yeah. is obviously impossible for more people to vote than are registered to vote, except right. it's happened yet again in the city of Philadelphia. Were yeah. you were you asking for the results, Mike, on Doug Mastriano? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks like right now what they've got is, if you, want to, you guys want to show my screen, 55.9% for Shapiro, 42.3% for, uh, for, for Doug. Doug. Now, they, now, what they did there, they, this was one of the biggest cheats in the country. I mean, they went. They did not want him because remember, he would be running. Uh, he would be running the state of uh, of uh, um, uh, Pennsylvania. They didn't even. They went full force and just stole his. And and uh, and why? Do you look at that? And they're going to go. Well, why even do an audit? Look at the difference, right? Well, here, there's, because of the law in Pennsylvania and what they did in the 2020 election, where they turned in their electors with 120,000 more votes than actual voters. And, they, and under the Pennsylvania law, which I wish we had, uh, I should have got Kurt Olson on here. Uh, he will tell you that law, uh, the number of it. That no, nothing was done about it in the 2020 election. But in Doug's race and in Oz's race in Pennsylvania, we believe and we find out, we have everything in it. We find out Monday morning about nine o'clock the number is huge that they're once again they did it again in Pennsylvania more votes than voters now though this will go to court immediately 
And uh, once again, we need to pray for rulings because they um, that's going to be like a different way to get in. Remember, they kick out, you know, you can show all the evidence of the voter crime that we just shown you here, the real-time crime. But this is another way in the door to the judges, okay? And things need to change in in. In Pennsylvania, when you have Pennsylvania with all this, uh, all the corruption there, and all the laws that were changed, uh, mail-in votes, early voting, late voting—you can vote. Remember the 2020 election? Heck, you can vote five days later in Pennsylvania. Well, what we looked at then today, uh, you guys, is we took apart. We go, okay. So there's an example. We're going to go for a three-prong approach in Pennsylvania to fix Pennsylvania or to go or to at least uh, do it everything we can do for Pennsylvania okay now yeah I feel it like um, if you have um, like I have all these radio stations and podcasters and TV I view every one of them like it's my only one so what if you only had this one state what if Pennsylvania is the only state you were worried about that's what I told him on the call every state we're gonna view as our only state and we're going to learn from the ones that did really good, and uh, and you copy that, whatever they did. And the ones that are really bad that got wiped off the face of the earth, like Colorado, you're going to learn there, and you're going to find what went wrong or what was the deviations there, because that was on the other end of the spectrum. And um, what we found out in, I'll give you a good example, with these machines in Florida, now we found out with all the stuff that Raj did, and... Uh, um, and, and defend Florida, Brandon, you know about them. Yeah, I think you've had them on your show. Yes. Uh, but those guys did so much to get so many laws changed down there that uh, with no mail-in voting and no early voting, whatever whatever it all was, and they they couldn't steal from the voter rolls or the or very minimum. So what you have down there is like Roger said last night, you basically have it, what happened in Florida was here's the footprint of our country, here's where the temperature is of our citizens, and you take Dade County and it's red like you can't believe in Florida. It's like here, here's your footprint where you couldn't do anything or you couldn't cheat as much. And, uh, and that's what this whole country, that's what it should be. People are people. And uh, the conditions of our country, when you have gas prices at uh, you know 7.30 a gallon and open borders, people dying of fentanyl and everything that everything this regime is trying to destroy our country. That's why it doesn't make sense. It should be just like Florida. That would be traditional. Um, hey, when this is bad, you bring in new you bring in new leadership. Isn't that right, Roger? Yeah, it's really quite extraordinary. Uh, 73% of the people told us before the election that they were dissatisfied with the direction of the country. Uh, the issues were not abortion, uh, January 6th, or the president's uh, handling of documents. Virtually no voters mentioned those. Abortion rights uh, had some standing, but it was among radical the radical left. Overwhelmingly, people told us they were unhappy with gas prices, inflation, food shortages, uh, and a disastrous foreign policy that has us on the brink of World War III. Then you look at these numbers, and they have no reflection of any of those things. Uh, it, this is an anomaly that is really quite astounding. I have a right. piece up right now at the Gateway Pundit, uh, Mike, in which I praise your efforts specifically right. last night because you have shown it to us now graphically. There's, there, uh, unlike 2020 when they took us by surprise, fortunately this time we were completely ready. 
And anybody right. who will objectively look at what you've posted, a terrific piece also at Infowars.com. In fact, uh, there it is right there if you guys want to show that. Uh, there it is. A terrific piece uh, that, that makes uh, the case here that we're showing you in real time the thievery going on uh, in these various states. Right, right. And, you know, and Roger, it's like... Uh, um, when, when you can't explain something like I like, let me let me tell you, here's what I've been telling people for for two years now, right after the 2020 election, I looked for deviations every day in my business here, every day at my pillow. I'll look at uh, probably a thousand minimum of a thousand lines of data with, uh, let's say this radio okay. station did, um, you know, four thousand dollars and it normally does a hundred dollars. I, I, I don't just go, oh, good day. They had a great day. I dig into it. You, if you ask my employees, we dig into the deviations because you have to have a different input to get a different output. Something had to change the power of numbers. Once you get into numbers at this big, I can tell you just uh, almost like clockwork, every single TV station, every radio station, podcast within you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars of what it's going to take in on, it, on what it's normal, what its norm is. And boy, if it's if it's down, I find out why did that happen? And we dig in until we find out because obviously you want to know and you want to duplicate that. Well, when you see these deviations where um, in a normal election, when you have all these things going on, um, and I guess, you know, I don't know much about politics from back in the past, but um it seems like every time, uh, especially the Democrats, uh, right before, I expected them right before these midterms to lower gas down to $2 and try and make something really good for the short term because people have short short memories. But they didn't even bother this time around. Just like in 2020 where Biden didn't even go out and campaign, this time around you didn't see you didn't see a bunch of money spent on campaigns either from on that side that I've seen anyway. But you certainly didn't see this false creating a false footprint for the for propaganda to the United States to the people. They didn't care, and why? Because they knew it. They they already had it wrote down who the winners were going to be, potentially. Because when you fix a game, everybody. Because everybody's been asking me, well, why didn't they just take it all, Mike? Why didn't they just take it all then? And well, here's why. That would be a, a they have to stay under the deviation levels where everybody would say there's something wrong. So when you see that million go up and a million drop, that's something wrong. They've got to look into it. When you see a lady in Georgia get zero votes in her own precinct, that's something everybody, if, you, if she'd have got two votes, you guys, Everyone would have said to her, I'm sorry, just you and your husband love each other. You know, Nobody loves you, ma'am. But she got zero. So that's a deviation where it's beyond belief. It's impossible. And uh, and this is when you said last night, Roger, when we were talking and I and you said you can't explain it, uh, you know, that this is an anomaly in history. Well, your answers are right there. There has to be an answer of why this did this time. And it's different when you have a Brian Kemp that gets um, blows away his opponent, and he and not too many people like O'Brien what he's done to, down there in Georgia, but Herschel Walker is in a runoff. The same people voted there. You think someone? Well, um, I'm I'm going to vote for Brian because he's in bed with Rassenberger, and they've they've uh, they both uh, made us keep machines and ruined our state and ruined our country, but. 
Herschel, you know, I'm not going to vote for Herschel uh, because he said something once or did something. I mean, that's nonsense. It's nonsense and it's impossible. But we showed you why what the possibilities were because uh, old Herschel was probably on the same plane. But uh, boom, they gave 200,000 votes to uh, his who, his opponents. So now they sit in a runoff and uh, and wait for that theft to begin. I mean, Mike, I think the reason that, that Brian Kemp never wanted to open up uh, a serious investigation of the of the Georgia results in 2020 is the exact same tactics were used in his previous victory against Stacey <laughs> Abrams. And therefore, he would only have been exposing himself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I want to play, and I really want you to try and find it, Brandon. Uh, have Logan find it. Uh, it's on Frank's speech. And it's, uh, I want to show Brad Rassenberger saying that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. Uh, it's in the Garland Fabarito section there. Because when you when you show that, you can look for it while I'm going to tell the story. And the president talks about it all the time. The perfect call. The, there's two perfect calls, Ukraine, and then there's the Rassenberger call. And Rappenberger, when he, when he said, when, when Crooked Brad... Um, what Brandon's finding now said Donald Trump won. It's, uh, we give our, did you find it, Brandon? We, we've got it, yep. Why don't we show that first, and then I'm going to tell this, and then i got to get on the other show, but let's show it quick. Okay, he, Logan needs 10 seconds, he says. We thought we had it. They were telling so you, got 40, had. you get 42 seconds before the FBI knocks <laughs> your door in. We'll give him 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, well, you can stand up. I'm going to tell this part of the story. Okay. So, okay. You know what? Why don't I, I'm going to go on here. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourself, have them get it ready, and I'll come back on right after this get. All okay. right, Brandon? Done. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, and and let, while, it, while Logan's looking for that, I was about to dig for it in my emails because I have it from yesterday. Uh, while Logan's digging for that, let me go down the hall to guys. Can I go down the hall to, to, uh, to, the, to the other studio? All right, let's bring in Garland Favorito and Trevor Loudon. Garland, what are you hearing tonight out of Georgia? I know you've been working on getting a lot of information. What's what's coming out of Georgia? And what are you hearing from some other of the election uh, integrity patriots around the country? Sure, Brandon. Pull the slide up that you were showing later, uh, uh, just earlier, with Mike on the Warnock race. I can talk to that a little bit. Um, in the meantime, I can tell you a few things. Uh, Mike mentioned Pennsylvania. We know that they have 240,000 unverified mail-in ballots that were sent out there. Um, so that's a, a very disturbing situation that could have impacted the uh, results there. Supposedly, when these uh, these were unverified to the, uh, the the voters, so in other words, they had not verified that these were explicit voters that were uh, qualified to vote, but they sent them mail-in ballots anyway under the guise that they would set them aside when they came back in until they could be verified. That's all pretty highly questionable. Some of the counties have done that. We don't know uh, how many, though. Um, so I did see the slide. I think Logan just put the Warnock slide up. Did that come up? Yeah. All right, so let's look at this for a minute. We found out some new information uh, in uh, coming out of Georgia on this uh, Warnock race, thanks in part to our volunteers down there. But uh, let me just talk for a minute about what this slide is. 
So the way that this information is uh, reported, it's gets you get it through the Edison line feed. But the question mm-hmm. is, how does the Edison line feed get it? Well, when a ballot is scanned, it creates a cast vote record in the uh, database, and those da- those cast vote records are eventually taken uh, exported with under a memory stick and moved over to a web server, which then uploads these to SOE software out of Tampa, Florida, and that is owned by Seidel. That feeds this Edison line feed that you're seeing, and it also feeds the Secretary of State's office. So what's bizarre about this is that this this Seidel-based uh, organization, it's owned by uh, Seidel, is a Spanish company, is now serving as an intermediary between the uh, counties and the uh, Secretary of State's office in not only Georgia but other counties. So when you look at this, um, what they have found that it was reported, what Jeff is showing there, there is a bump there at about 9.03, uh, and that shows a 20,000-vote spike for Ralph Warnock. Uh, now, remember, that's basically the entire difference of this election right now, which is going to go to a runoff. In addition, uh, we've reported, um, some of our volunteers have, have told me today that at 10.08 p.m., Herschel Walker's results decreased by 23,411. And those are results that are reported directly off the Secretary of State's site. Uh, we've gotten some other reports as well here in Georgia mm-hmm. uh, that the scanners uh, at some of the precincts were unsealed. That means that they could have been tampered with before the um, election or even uh, after. So there's, there's a variety of problems, major problems that are greater than the uh, margin of victory, put more votes in doubt than the margin of victory, which under Georgia law is an automatic uh, recount, which in this case we're going to have a runoff. So that's sort of the same thing. But uh, it raises the question, Brandon, is why on earth do you want to keep voting on these electronic voting machines when we're seeing these kinds of major problems in such critical races time after time after time. Yeah, absolutely. What do you make of what he's telling us tonight with these numbers with Herschel Walker? Uh, Look, I think this is extraordinary. You're now going to have the same kind of uh, uh, playoff that we had in the aftermath of the 2020 elections. Uh, Raphael Warnock raised $100 million for his campaign. Uh, If you saw the mules dumping votes, we believe based on a substantial amount of research uh, by uh, a great researcher by the name of Chris Gleason, uh, that you have these these, uh, essentially uh, phantom donors, people who are giving $25,000 contributions, but they're giving a thousand of them a day. And then when you investigate these people, you find while they're unemployed, or in some cases, they don't even really exist. So we saw this pattern again and again. Warnock, $100 million for a U.S. Senate race. Uh, Val Demings uh, in Florida, $69 million for a U.S. Senate race. These are unheard of totals. If there's another huge scandal here, it's not just the voter manipulation, 
but it also it is also the donor and fundraising manipulation going on in the country. All of it, by the way, on behalf of Democrats. Wow. Uh, let's bring in Trevor Loudon. Trevor, uh, by the way, congratulations on your new book. I understand it's doing really well. You were a guest today on Roger Stone's national show as well. Yeah, well, thank you. It was a great show with Roger, and uh, yeah, the book is doing well. Well, well, people understand that we've got some problems in government, but they don't understand the, the foreign involvement with our senators. And that's what the book is about at TrevorLoudon.com. Uh, let's remind everybody also that Roger Stone is on every day on Lindell TV 2 from 4 to 5 Central. 4 to 5 Central every day, Lindell TV 2. And his show from the day before airs every day on Lindell TV 1 from 3 to 4 Central, I believe. Exactly. So restated the Stone Zone on at 5 o'clock Eastern, where all the important people live. Uh, and five o'clock, just kidding. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, also shows the next day on Lindell TV One, that same show well, can be seen at uh, three o'clock, I believe it is. Three Central, yep. Uh, which, uh, which would be four o'clock Eastern. So check out the Stone Zone or go to stonezone.com and learn more. All right. So, Trevor, what do you make of everything we've been hearing since last night? If you, after, I mean, we all kind of went to bed depressed and thinking, oh my. Uh, do you feel any better after last night or not? Yes, I, I, I do. Look, if, if we win the Nevada race and we can win the Georgia race, Lauren Bobbitt and Carrie Lake win their races, I'll actually be quite happy with the night. But, but I just want to add something. Um, what the mainstream media are not talking about, they say, well, they see – you know, the governor of Georgia win comfortably and Herschel struggling because people are splitting their tickets, right? Nobody splits their tickets these days. It might be 1% or 2% at most. It is laughable to think that they would be splitting their tickets in such large numbers. That's a red flag right there. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, you know, the... the the uh, average American today, or have any of you heard from family, friends uh, that are not maybe consumed by this like we are, how is the average American taking this today? Is it, is, are they, again, I don't want to, what I don't want to see is what happened after 2020. People felt cheated and they just checked out. And if we have three or 4% do that and say, now it's worthless to go vote, we're in big trouble. Are any of you hearing from the average person who's not, super political or much a policy wonk and what they're saying? In other words, is there, have there been a way for you to take the temperature of the average American citizen in the last 24 hours? Yes, Brandon. I wanted to add to what Trevor uh, said. He made a really good point here. And uh, I've gotten uh, pe people calling me in from Georgia. Of course, that's where I live. And they're saying the same thing. They're saying there's no way that Brian Kemp and Brad Ravensburger got more votes than Herschel Walker. And that is exactly Trevor's point. Uh, this is not something that was created by the voters. This didn't happen. This looks like some type of a machine manipulation because Herschel is a far more popular figure, particularly within Republican circles, than either Brian Kemp or Brad Ravensburger or Chris Carr. Therefore, it's not feasible that they out-polled uh, him uh, la last night in the election. And, and the thought, well, playing devil's advocate, there was all the scandals around Herschel Walker 
before the election, and so his numbers dropped. And people didn't vote for him and yeah. left it blank, maybe. I, I think there could be some disparity. One, one thing did stick out uh, looking at the analysis in Georgia. Uh, showed that Herschel Walker only got 8% of the African-American vote. Uh, now, when I dug into that, I do think that his campaign did not do significant outreach uh, in, in that community, which makes very little sense because he's Herschel Walker. I mean, he's a sports legend. Uh, and I think this is a mistake that will not be repeated uh, in the runoff and I think could make a crucial difference. Uh, yeah. I spoke to a number of, of pastors today, black pastors, who said that they had reached out to the campaign uh, and they had gotten no response back mm -hmm. from the campaign. Yes. That is a huge strategic error. In my why opinion. would they do that, yeah. Roger? Uh, never underestimate the stupidity of the Republican Party. Yeah. It's one of my one of my favorite rules. Um, and, uh, I, I really and, I don't know. I, look, he he was. I thought he did extraordinarily well in the debate. I've met him uh, at Marlago. I like him very much. Uh, I think that the Lord has changed his heart. Like all of us, right. he's not definitely not perfect. Only, right. only he is perfect. Right. Let me give you a hint. Uh, we're all sinners. Uh, but today, I think he is of pure heart, and he's doing this not for selfish reasons. He's doing this because he loves his country, uh, and the Lord has told him that, that, that public service is in his future. So um, I, I think that what's amazing is his resilience. This guy took a pounding from the mainstream media. Uh, Raphael Warnock ran over his wife with a car after their divorce, but that doesn't get wide media coverage. He, in a debate, he accuses Herschel Walker of being mentally ill. Really? Pastor, you ran over your wife with a car after a fight with her. Who's mentally ill here? Who's unhinged? Uh, that's the other enormous thing. We learned in the course of the campaign that Raphael Warnock is a slumlord that the Ebenezer Baptist Church owns slum housing, uh, and they have evicted people because they were $30 delinquent in their rent, $30. That's not exactly in the spirit of Dr. Martin Luther King, is it? Wow. And, uh, Garland? And Bra yeah, Brandon, I wanted to add to Roger's point there, and again, another great point by, from Roger this time, um, that in talking with the folks down in Georgia, the Republicans down there, they are very upset about the way that the Republicans ran Herschel Walker's campaign. And to give you just one example is the debate that Roger just mentioned. Um, most everybody um, who are Republican in Georgia really were uh, over, they were just overwhelmed and pleased with Herschel's debate performance, as Roger is saying. But um, in reality, the RNC uh, could have used so many of those clips to Herschel's advantage, uh, and yet they did not use a single one. And there's just, and there's a lot of other outreach things that, as Roger is saying, that they dropped the ball on, and sorry for the pun there. Uh, but I think that uh, Roger's right. They uh, hopefully are going to need to have some new new management, some changes there uh, for uh, Herschel to really show a little bit more than what they, he was allowed to show in this uh, race so far. Let's bring in uh, U.S. congressional candidate uh, Jeff Zink. Uh, Jeff uh, was with us, well, he's been with us a couple times. He's got his finger on what's happening down there. We heard from Michelle Swinnick today on my radio show. Uh, slash TV show from 1 to 2 Central that in the precinct that she was in as a poll watcher, 
there was twenty a minimum of 25% of the ballots that were not being put through the tabulator successfully and thus were being put in a bag, a black bag, and carried out to supposedly be tallied later. Now, some of the workers there said 25%, that's minimum. Some were saying it was maybe 40 to 50% of the ballots. Uh, and then they could choose later whether to discard the Republican ones or replace them. So again, that's what we heard today from Michelle Swinnick out of Maricopa County. U.S. congressional candidate Jeff Zink joins us now. Jeff, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brandon, for having me on. Thank you. So what, first of all, what happened in your race? Um, well, what was really interesting is, is that th about an hour after the polls closed, uh, they started reporting, 0% uh, reporting, and they already called the race for Rubin. So 0% reporting, and, and, and they call you the one who's lost with 0% reporting. Correct. How does that happen? That, well, see, the thing is, is that um, you have a, uh, an incumbent that actually did not debate me, absolutely did not do any advertising. He's not gone to anybody or uh, to any events here in the South Mountain area. I've been to all of the events and uh, yet one hour afterwards with zero present uh, uh, reporting presented, then he automatically uh, is, has a check uh, about three hours later that they had 15%. It still stayed at 80-20 and still had the check. And then about one or two o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden I started increasing and right now I'm at 24%. Uh, He's at 76%, but they still continually say that he is winning and will win because the margin is too great. And the other thing is, is that how in the world did I lose less than Josh Barnett, who ran against Rubin uh, two years ago <clears throat> and got 36,000 votes? I only got 21. Wow. Tell me about Michelle Swinnick. I don't know if you heard what I said. She was reporting from her precinct that she was at all day. Are you hearing other reports like this? And then, by the way, this was supposedly happening only in Republican precincts. And the machines have been tested the night before. We're working just fine. Next morning, all of a sudden, oops, they, they, they can't be run through the tabulator. And so we'll put them over here in this third drawer, this third drawer. And then at the end of the day, we'll take them and have them tabulated. Uh, and they go out the door with anywhere from 25 to 50% of the votes, uh, and they'll decide, uh, you know, what happens with them if they get counted at all. Exactly. Well, and they tried to do that with me. So when I went to go vote, um, the first ballot that I had kept being rejected. And they said, well, let's just go ahead and put it down here, and we'll count it later. And I said, no, we're going to count it now. And they said, well, you have two choices. Either we can spoil this and you have to sign the uh, whole thing all over again, or, um, you know, basically you just, um, you know, accept it and that's it. So I had to spoil the ballot, go through the entire process all over again. When I got there, again, went it through, it rejected it. Uh, sent it through a second time after making a few corrections. It rejected it again. I made some more uh, because it's saying that the oval was not filled in correctly, yet the oval was filled in. There, there was nothing there that I had done, and it kept rejecting it. And so I told them, I said, look, I'm going to call 
the uh, election integrity hotline. Uh, I'm going to get them down here. And then all of a sudden it worked. So it's kind of interesting. It is interesting. What do you make of that, Garland? Uh, there's there's a whole problem. Whether well, actually, what I make of it is that we need to stop uh, counting by machine, and we need to be counting by uh, hand. Uh, but there are all kinds of of tabulator failures going on. You know, we were just reporting. There's been I think there's been several different problems like this reported all over the country. I think Mike was mentioning that earlier. On top of that, you've got ballot marking device uh, calibration problems. We talked about that on your show where people were uh, marking for, um, I think it was Oz, and they were getting Fetterman and vice versa. We've seen that. I think Jeff's seen that in Arizona as well. So I think the bottom line of this is is what uh, Mike has been saying all along, is that we just need to get rid of the machines. We need to have hand-marked paper ballots and hand-counted results. Mm. Trevor, did you have the chance to watch Biden's speech at all today? And if so, uh, what what was the gist of his speech? And then he took questions from the media. Well, it was a sort of uh, gloating type of speech. It was, he was quite a happy lad. And uh, he just basically said, we're going to double down and we're going to, you know, the American people appreciate what he's done for them and the, the, everything he's done is coming out right and we should be marching into a glorious future. It was, it was a quite a, a laughable speech, a little bit sad, but I've got to say Biden was in good form compared to what he usually is. He was pretty articulate. And he took questions from the media just fine? Yeah, he did actually, but they were all patsy questions, of course. There was nothing particularly difficult. Jeff, what is going on with the race? With Give us an update on the race with uh, Carrie Lake. Mark Fincham's going to be on with Roger and Trevor and Garland and myself at 745 Central. Give us an update, though, on Fincham's race as well as Carrie Lake's race, please. Well, what's really interesting is, is that Kerry uh, last night was losing by about, oh gosh, uh, 100,000 votes. Then about three or four o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden uh, she gained uh, to about 85,000 votes was behind. Then about three hours later, all of a sudden she's at 30 and now she's at 12 and now it keeps closing. The same thing with Mark Fincham is, is that he is also closing. And it's amazing. Because uh, the only way that is the number of ballots that the Republicans are putting uh, in those machines are beating the algorithms. And Garland has talked about those, and I've recognized the uh, algorithms. The other thing, they don't have the ribbons anymore, where they have ribbons at the top and at the bottom, where, you, where they were taking votes away from one candidate and handing it to the other. If you notice, none of the media had that ability this time. They wanted to take make sure that they weren't being caught again. And so that's one of the things that uh, also had changed. They're, le- they're learning as they go what mistakes they made in the past so they don't make them in the future. Mm. Jeff, do we know what percentage of the vote is uh, still outstanding? Uh, in the in both the uh, the race for governor and the race for the U.S. Senate uh, in Arizona? No, and the reason why is is because the U.S. Postal Service dumped a bunch of uh, uh, envelopes uh, at right at seven o'clock. 
So we, they say that they have to go through the signatures, they have to open the ballots, and, and they don't know how many there were. Um, and so there's always this open-ended uh, aspect as far as the ballots. So nobody knows. We just know that in two or three days, we're going to uh, get counting, and then somebody's going to win. But we don't know um, how many ballots, uh, where they came from. There's no chain of custody. Uh, and so that's what that's what the holdup is. Uh, in the most recent uh, count you've seen, uh, is it still potentially possible for Blake Masters to pick up a U.S. Senate seat? Um, well, at the he's not actually tracking the same way that Fincham and um, Lake is. The, that's something that I noticed very quickly. Was he when when they do drop the ballots? Uh, and there's an increase, he's not following the same track that Fincham and Lake are. So I, I don't know if he's actually going to make it. It really depends on uh, these last uh, batches that they go through. Um, but here's the thing. My exit polls that we had, um, over 50 to 60% of the people polled uh, exiting the, uh, those polls were voting for me. And, and I, I only received 21,000 votes. So again, what is on the street and talking to people and what is actual there, and these are things that are, that are relevant to Carrie Lake, to Mark Fincham, to uh, Blake Masters as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Logan, can we play that clip that Mike called for? We thought Mike was going to come back in. Uh, I'm not sure that he is, but let's play that clip that Mike called for because I think the audience will be be interested in seeing it again, and I want to get the uh, panel's response to it. Let's uh, get back to our election coverage and another check of the electoral map. Check those nine states out in gray. Still at this hour, undecided, the presidential race hanging in the balance. They are counting ballots as we speak. That's right. And uh, one of the states that's a squeaker, mm -hmm. a state that Joe Biden had high hopes late in the game of flipping in this election, but we shall see, is Georgia. And that state's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, is with us now. Mr. Secretary, good morning on a busy morning. Uh, I guess we, the big question is, Hoda? Yeah, we want to know, when are we going to get your <laughs> votes? When are we going to find out who's won your state? Well, we have about 2% left to go. We had great success yesterday. We had 4.7 million voters that voted. A uh, record breaker for us beats the 4.1 in 2016. We also had average wait time of only two minutes, statewide average. Uh, we have about 2% left to go. Uh, and you can see where we are right now with the re results that have been reported. I don't think it'll change any of the outcomes, but that's what really people that make those predictions do. What we'll do is get... Well, that was interesting, though. We yeah. were just getting to the, the good part there smart. because uh, the Secretary of State said they got 2% left to count, yeah. Chuck, but he did not think it would change the outcome. That's interesting. But then he deferred to the prognosticators, which, which I think is over to you. you. <laughs> Look, I can just say what our models say is where those counties are. They, they, they are heavily Democratic counties, uh, and it's the Atlanta number. So it is going to shrink, um, uh, you know, perhaps, you know, if I were... 
an arbiter of an, an election result, I wouldn't want to be the one saying, yes, and when we yeah. count the vote, it'll change the result. Okay. I think his job is to be yeah. uh, the umpire. Well, let's ask Mr. Secretary, um, <laughs> can you hear me now? You just were saying getting something. Like, I'm getting like phone bombed or something. Oh, okay. Well, fair. You're a busy guy. You're probably all your friends wanting to know the same thing we want to know, which is when is Georgia <laughs> going to report its results? But you said something interesting, sir. You said 2% left to count. Mm -hmm. You didn't think, however, that it would be changing the outcome right. is that based on your analysis of where those votes are outstanding or are you just guessing it because of the fact that it's only two percent uh, we don't guess what we do is report we just see where the candidates are right now in both presidential congressional senatorial and you look at how many votes are out there even if one of the candidates got 100 percent, it probably would be enough to, to to move it one way or the other gotcha but it is what it is we'll just wait till everything's done the county's working diligently to get that done today what do you make of that roger uh had you ever seen that before no again obvious uh, evidence uh, of manipulation uh again I, I still think the reason that that governor kemp and brad raffensberger and the republican uh the mccain dominated Republican Party of Arizona does not want to examine the election results in 2020 is the exact same tactics were used in Kemp's election previously. I really think that it, that's the issue here. Uh, and it appears to me that they have attempted to do it again. Uh, most recently, I'd seen that, that uh, we still didn't even have 70% of the vote in Arizona counted yet. And if that's accurate, there is at least theoretically enough outstanding votes uh, that Carrie Lake uh, may be absolutely correct in what she said last night. We have a great clip of her, which I think is, is worth playing, uh, where she addressed the crowd last night uh, that I know we showed uh, last evening. Do we, do we have that clip in there, guys? You're, you ready to go to it? Let's go to it. We had great patriots around this state show up today. It was so amazing. They showed up at the polls early this morning only to be told the election equipment didn't work. Two minutes in, two minutes into voting, we had people being told, well, you're going to have to put your little ballot over here into another box. Guys? The fake media back there tried to tell us we were wrong for asking questions about our elections. Guess what? We are going to win this. We are going to win this. How many of you remember a, a couple months ago, August 2nd, the primary election? Wasn't that long ago, we came out and they said, oh wow, they're 10 points down. The fake news was asking us to concede. And we kept climbing, climbing, climbing. We turned 15 points around and we won by five points. I just want you to know it's early. It's very early, and if we have to take this fight through, we will. If it takes hours or days, we will. But the great news is every single drop of election ballots that have come in the last three drops have shown us up 85%, 87%, 81%. I, I just want the propagandists back there to know, don't embarrass yourselves, don't embarrass yourselves. Don't do it again, you've done it too many times. 
But what I want you to know is that the same movement we had last night at that rally in Prescott, the same movement we had at that rally in Scottsdale, the same movement we had at the rallies we've had before with record people is the same movement we have right this second. Nothing has changed. And I, and I want you to know we are going to monitor the ballots. We, we got to work in the system that we have right now. And as they continue to come in and our numbers go up, up, up like they did last time, when we win, first line of action is to restore honesty to Arizona elections. Now, God did not, God did not, God did not put us on this fight because it was going to be easy. Not one thing that we've had to go through has been easy. We beat back billions of, we beat back a billionaire in the establishment, okay? Let's just be frank. We have had everyone come against us, tens of millions of dollars in, in spending coming against us. Nothing has been easy. When corruption has risen to the level that it's at right now, it takes tough, strong people. Are you tough and strong? Are you willing to continue this fight? Are you willing for incompetency to play itself out and the victory to come at us? I am willing to wait for that. And when we win, and I think it will be within hours, I think it will be within hours, we will declare victory and we will get to work turning this around. No more incompetency and no more corruption in Arizona elections. Now, I love you. I love you. I kind of feel like it's day, it, it's a it's a Groundhog Day. We had November third, twenty twenty. That was called incompetency, one hundred and one. Then we had August 2nd, 2022, incompetency in elections 202. And now we're at incompetency in elections 303. We need honest elections and we're going to bring them to you, Arizona. I assure you of that. The system we have right now does not work. We, the people, deserve to know on election night the winner and the loser. And we will bring that kind of election back to Arizona. I assure you of that. I love you too. I'm looking out. Guys, I'm looking out here at these beautiful faces of the children. Put your hand up if you're a young one in this audience. If you're a child. This is what it is about. We got involved for our children. And we will not stop fighting until we have every legal vote counted. So we're going to be patient. We're going to be patient, guys. We're going to wait. Right now, I told you the votes that are coming in are going our way. 81, 85, and 87 percent. And we will take the victory when it comes. All right, we're going to hold it right there. It's an excellent speech in conclusion. Roger Stone will be back with us.
at 7.30 Central when Brandon House Live begins. We'll also be joined by Trevor Loudon, Garland Favorito. We're also going to be joined by Mark Fincham, uh, Secretary of State candidate, who is closing in uh, on that in that race. So a lot yet to do tonight. Be sure to let everybody know we'll be back here with this all-star lineup in studio, 7.30 Central. Now, don't forget, in the meantime, if you appreciate what we're doing, and bringing you the kind of programming we've been doing so the last two days, not to mention everything we've been doing since we launched Lindell TV and all the work that Mike's been doing, who's, by the way, being vindicated, showing the craziness of these machines. If you appreciate Mike's work, support his efforts, please, and support yourself with some great resource products. MyPillow.com, sheets, towels, blankets, pet bed, slippers, sandals, robes, mattress, mattress toppers, and more. MyPillow.com. Use that promo code L77. Talk to you in 30. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV. <laughs>